0: Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at
1: citylifelancing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message.
0: Welcome everybody to City Life. Today is a mile marker for a few reasons. One, none of us have ever been alive on this day. May 29th, 2022. Living legends. The story is being written through you and me. How beautiful. And one of the fascinating facts to that, when you think, one of the questions, why isn't Jesus still here? Why didn't he save and stay and solve everything? There's a term incarnate, which means in the flesh, that Jesus was in the flesh, but that he wants to use us in the flesh. Me and you, present people in all of the messes that we find ourselves in, the grace of God working through our imperfection with his perfected power. Secondly, it completes the Jesus series today, but we don't complete Jesus. This isn't a series. He's the essence of who we are. He's the source of life, the taproot. And then three, this is my last Sunday with y'all till September. Shed a little thug tear. We're in year seven of the church plant, and with that, we've been planning a sabbatical for since the very beginning for seven years. So it'll be a time where we go off the grid as a family. Picture like Jedi training in a cave with Yoda. We'll play, we'll pray. And we'll prepare for the next lap ahead. It'll be beautiful. And God will still do what he does best, build his church. Last time I checked, it's not my church. It's not your church, it's his church. That's good news. So this will be a great time for you to rise up, other leaders to rise up, and for us to grow in fresh new ways and allow Jesus to develop us Deeper in ways unknown, which would be cool. It'd be so fun. The rhythm of heaven and Lansing until the Lord comes back. If you want to learn more about what is a sabbatical, why a sabbatical, on our website citylifelansing.com, you can go to resources and click that and read that. So our family will be taking uh, this till September, and then the G's, the Gilreaths, they will be taking one in July, and. We'll get to pray for them, and at the end of the service today, a couple of the board of trustees will be praying for us uh, as we, you know, kind of embrace the next lap ahead with this monumental mile marker today. All right, let's dive in. Today is titled Jesus, My Home, and we're going to just be raw. We're going straight Bible and straight worship in just a moment. And the essence is that Jesus is my safe place. In him, I remain. Apart from him, I can do nothing. It's his faithfulness that is faithful when I'm not faithful. He holds me when I can't hold on. There's a Psalm that says, I cling to you, which is a lot of times how we envision our relationship with God. But picture this, a little kid clinging to God, but eventually their arms get tired. You better hope somebody's holding them, right? It says, I cling to you, but it's your right hand that upholds me. So maybe it would be better put that it's his right hand holding me up so that I can cling to him close. When I'm in his home, his home is secure. It can handle any storm. The foundation is amazing, it's beautiful. His promise is always true, yes and amen. He's the cornerstone to everything that matters in our life. It's always been about Jesus and it always will be about Jesus. How beautiful is Jesus? Beyond any language we could use, descriptions we can describe, any stories we could tell, pictures we could paint, thoughts we could imagine, Jesus, Jesus. In Acts 20, it says, verse 24, but I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course and the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. How rich is that text? In light of the good news, my life is of no value. Here's Paul who many accolades, signs and wonders, and saying everything I've done is of no value to myself. My purpose on this planet, yours as well, It's to finish whatever course God has assigned to us in the ministry we have received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. Um, I wanna call the worship team back out because we're gonna worship in just a moment. And and I want us to personally think of where we're at with Jesus where we're at with our purpose, where we're at with our calling, where we're at with trusting him, where we're at with believing his promises, where we're at with letting him fight the strongholds in our life, where we're at with surrender, where we're at with receiving. And one of the questions that comes up often is, how do I know my calling? What is God calling me to do? Every one of us is called to be a servant and every one of us is called to testify to the good news of God's grace. Work, for sure. Earn money, provide, absolutely. Do all things to the glory of God. City life. City life, watching, tuning in to testify, to tell somebody that God's good news is so real, you can't earn it, you can't buy it, but the God's grace can save you from any place or any stage you're in. There is no sin too great that the cross didn't handle. Now, you're aware of the climate of the news today. Horrific events have happened and continue to happen. So much so that there should be a roar at some point to say, no more, right? Rise up. You know, Jesus rose up when he entered the temple and that people had to exchange their money with the currency. They would travel so far to have an offering, to have their sins forgiven. They would bring an offering from so far to the temple, get there. This place is supposed to be a place of prayer, a place of reconciliation, a place of love, of hope, of connection, of God's grace. But they would get there and their money, they would get taxed on it because they had to exchange the currency. You remember, I don't know if Chuck E. Cheese still does this, but you had to get their coins to use them. So you gotta gotta pay, you know, you can't take them home. You lose them. You have to exchange it to pay it there. Well, that's happening. And then you take your offering and then you're like, oh, that one's defective. You gotta buy this offering here and it's marked up. And Jesus couldn't take it. He overthrew tables. It's not the one you tell in kids' church necessarily. You just move on real quick, but it was quite the scene. Like with a whip going around, get out, just, ah. He couldn't take it anymore. But what he couldn't take was the injustice that God's people couldn't be close to him. There was extra steps, extra barriers. Friend, our life is to testify to God's good news that we didn't earn, we didn't buy, we didn't have an offering good enough, we didn't live enough, good days to outweigh our bad days. I sure hope I get in there. No, heaven is not about us getting in there. Heaven came to us in the form and the person work of finished on the cross, Jesus Christ himself. That's it. So today is just an exclamation point of how we started this. Jesus. How we're going to continue this? Jesus. And Jesus, friend, we need to be rooted this year more than ever so that when the storms of life come, we're able to be like a mighty tree to handle what what happens. Our roots would grow together that we're connected. You know, roots with Jesus, the God-man, roots in the fam, the community, each other, to be close, proximity, To connect often, frequency. And that will lead to intimacy with God and each other. Roots with the fam, And then roots in the land, wherever he has us. Lansing, 517, in the world, to be a tree. But if we're going to look to the media, if we're going to look to anybody else other than Jesus, what's going to happen is we're not going to be a tree. You know what we're going to be? A leaf in the wind. That's separated from the vine. That just... Did you see? Did you hear? Look, it's in you. Let's go. My block, my city, my house. Let's go. Jesus, my home. He's a safe home. So may we be a people that would be more like this, calloused feet, so we can run really far. Thick skin. That no matter what somebody says, ha <laughs> Jesus' words on the inside is greater. But how do we still have soft hands if we touch somebody else? They're like, ooh, I'm a soft hands. Shout out to Carlos. He's got the softest hands in the church, I think. <laughs> they're, so, they're so soft. They just want to hold it, you know? In <laughs> a tender heart. Because you know what life wants us to To bow to, right? The opposite of every one of those. So in Ephesians 4, it says, be angry and do not sin. Rise up, church. Don't let the sun go down in your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let no thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. If we're looking to the media and the tabloids and the headlines to build us up, we're gonna be extremely disappointed. But is it possible that it was always God's church in the unseen moments in people's lives that you and me, we possess the power of life and death in our tongue, in every space and sphere we're in, to speak life, to build people up and not tear them down. This is God's word, it's God's grace. And then it goes on in the next chapter, Ephesians 5, It says, let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for God's wrath is coming on disobedient because of these things. Therefore, do not become their partners, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth, testing what is is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful to even mention what is done by them in secret. This is why what happens in darkness, we don't need to elaborate. Sometimes we don't need to know all the details, friends. The headline's enough. Come on, read between the fine print here. We don't need to know the details. Dark is dark. It is what it is. We need to no know details that we can help solve, if we can make a change. Otherwise, it's just going in our ear and it's polluting us. We are the children of the light. And anyone who puts their faith in Jesus is in that light. They go from darkness to light. And he's calling all of his kids to come back home. Everyone watching this, come back home. You haven't ran too far. You haven't done too much. There's one name, Jesus, that can reset it all. To be born again. And then in verse 10, it says, everything exposed by the light is made visible. This is why the devil doesn't have power when things are out in the open. For Therefore, it is said, get up sleeper and rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by Spirit. Speaking to one another. This is, this is the prayer for this summer. We would speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. In Romans 12, 21, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. Jesus, my home. In the home of Jesus is light. In the home of Jesus is deliverance. In the home of Jesus is peace. In the home of Jesus is no evil. And friend, when you see evil and you know that it causes you to feel every emotion, anger, grief, sad, resentment, bitterness, and even revenge, we fight differently. Always with action, the love of heaven, the love of Jesus is coupled with deeds all the time but who he is is love. And it would be a natural response like Proverbs 8 says that to fear the Lord, so I fear the Lord in this house. To fear him is to hate evil. There's only one thing you can hate in life, evil, just hate it. I hate it. Hate arrogant pride, evil conduct and perverse speech. So what would be the opposite of that? Well, last week we talked about this crazy cool prayer that goes past thought, that Jesus is my peace. And going back there for a moment, Philippians four, as your tour guide this morning, leading us in the text and the worship team's gonna lead us in taking and exchanging all of today's darkness for his beautiful light and who he is, Jesus. The one that we're rooted in, the one that we can be rooted in, in family. And it says don't worry about anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god in the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in christ jesus finally brothers and sisters the opposite of what you're going to hear and see on the day to day whatever is true whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Dwell can mean just be home, remain. Why is this so convicting? Because the world talks how they talk, but we're not talking like this. We're called to exchange that darkness, reprogram our minds, not conforming to the patterns of this world, but be renewed in our minds in Jesus, in home, with Him. And so I, 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 I want to inspire us and invite us this summer, disconnect from darkness, connect to God, connect to the family. God's doing something beautiful. His love, simplicity. You could just sit down in the old neighborhood you're in, Ask somebody their name, offer them a cold glass of water, and just have a conversation and see where it goes. God's greatest work is in moments like that. So here's the last text. Recap of what just happened. My life is nothing. It's all about Jesus. Ephesians, we don't need to speak on darkness. Let's focus on the grace of God. Philippians, whatever is true, pure, honorable, moral, excellent, we think on those things. So where do we find all of these qualities in the home that we just said we would do? It's found in Jesus, John 15. To abide with Christ, to remain and to be home. It says, already you are clean. When you're in Jesus, you're clean. Come on, breathe that in for a minute, you're clean. Just, I'm clean. If you're in Jesus, you're clean. If you're not in Jesus, you can just say, Jesus, take my life, make me brand new. You're in Jesus, you're clean. We don't feel clean sometimes, but we're clean because of Jesus. not Because of how good we can be. And when we recognize that we're home in Him, then we not naturally start to fall in line with His commandments. He says, you're clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, home. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. This has always challenged me every time I read it, preparing this week that still challenges me. Because what this means is I could do a lot of things, but it would be of no value if it's not really in Jesus. So the natural question is, how do I know when I'm in Jesus? That's a good step. Jesus, am I in you? Knowing his word, does this honor you? Does it glorify you? We overcomplicate it because we want to know all of the steps. It's not that hard. Love God, love people. Love God, love people now what yeah but but how do we like really do that man if we're already there we already missed it bus just left the person was at the bus stop the good samaritan already helped that person got him on their way said charge it to me helped them. you gotta start saying guy give me eyes to see ears to hear what's going on all the time but i gotta disconnect from all the nonsense disconnect from the vine of the world let the lord prune us Verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. It hurts so good. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified. That you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, So I, so have I loved you. Be home in my love. Abide, remain in my love. The essence of this text, I believe, is found right there in verse nine. As the Father has loved Jesus, does God the Father love Jesus? Does he? What? Does God God the Father love Jesus? And all the church said amen. Everybody watching, does God the Father love Jesus? Yes! You know, I can't hear you. Yes! Right? Right? So if the father loves Jesus and Jesus is saying, this is how I love you. This is what my home looks like. The same way I'm loved, I love you. This is key. This is the foundation. Because when we're in that home, it's a home full of love. It's a home full of compassion. It's a home full of when we weep, Jesus weeps. It's a home where... We're not forgotten, we're seen. It's a home where the hard spaces in our life and the traumas we face and feel Jesus enters in to rework and rewire and do soul work, which can often take a lifetime. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. City life, this summer, remember how Jesus has loved you and love each other. You see somebody sitting alone, maybe you sit by him. Love each other. The block parties that will take place, love each other. Go find someone, learn their name. In the groups that will take place, remember your love to love. And then the passage in this section continues Greater love has no one than this that someone laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant, to love one another, it's gonna take calloused feet, thick skin, soft hands and a tender heart. How do your feet feel in the house? Do they stink? Do they hurt? Are they swollen? How's your skin? Has it gotten a little thin? Jesus wants to speak words that override any word that has ever been spoken to you. How's your hands feel? Are they tired? How's your heart? Is it like his? When we're home with Jesus, we first recognize your home. You're home. This might be hard because right now, there's people, maybe you don't have a home. The home you're in doesn't feel like home. It's hard to even envision. When you're home in Jesus, it's not an address. He's omnipresent. It's a truth that supersedes The material things we have or don't have. Your home. Your home. Your home. Your home. Your home. Your home. And to do what? Be with Jesus. He's nice like that. And I pray in this moment right now that Jesus would become sweet again. For some of us. That he's sweet again. And for some of us that He has yet to be even, like he he, he hasn't even had the first date with you yet. That it's fresh and it's new and it's the most exciting beginning to the journey like never before, to be with him. And then as we're with him, we become like him. We don't have to overcomplicate it. Roots with Jesus, roots with the fam, roots in the land, the 517 and beyond. It'll be a beautiful summer, growing together. And the neatest part about what is happening here at City Life, it's not on the strength of any person that's ever held the mic. Jesus will build his church. We speak Jesus in this place today. We speak Jesus where there's hurt. We speak Jesus over family. We speak Jesus over generational pain. We speak Jesus over doubt. We speak Jesus over frustration. We speak Jesus over every tabloid and headline. We speak Jesus, we speak Jesus, we speak Jesus, we speak Jesus. I heard something once that said that he's not scared the enemy Of a sleeping church. He'll keep them asleep. But if they wake up and they know what they have, whoo, they can change the world. City life, we're wide awake. City life, we got eyes to see, ears to hear what God is doing. Let's worship Jesus. Jesus. And then we're going into the promise of Jesus. Jesus, the one we're anchored in. You can stand, you can journal, you can sit down. We're hanging out with Jesus. We're home.
1: What you said
2: Guide us as we remember that and uh, we want to take some time to make sure that we pray for the Veerlings as they begin their sabbatical. We will miss them so much. We're just so blessed by them and their service to our family or to our whole church family as a whole, their whole family. Uh, and as you can imagine, a lot of planning went into sabbatical to make sure that all of you are, and me too, are all taken care of leading up to sabbatical. Um, and If we're gonna give everyone the opportunity, if they'd like to give toward the Veerling Sabbatical and and just bless them during this time, like they've been blessing us consistently over the years. Uh, We'll have have buckets pass as we worship. And then additionally, uh, if you're someone who likes to give online, there'll be a drop-down titled Sabbatical, so we'll worship.
1: All right, so I know I've told you this, this will be the third time, but we're going to miss you. Um, And I think I speak for everybody that we're just so thankful for your yes. Um, It's brought us all together and we just appreciate it. So, all right, guys, if you could just join me in reaching a handout, we're going to pray over them real quick. Uh, Father God, we just thank you so much for this day. And we thank you for the opportunity to be able to send the Verlings on this sabbatical. Dear God, we just ask that you bless this family as they go closer together and closer to you in preparation for this next season ahead. Dear God, I pray for Jerome. I pray for healing, rejuvenation, and just vision straight from the kingdom, dear God. And dear Heavenly Father, I just ask that you bless this offering. Please multiply it. We just love you and we thank you. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen.
0: that is so powerful that's the last thing i would love for us to sing before hey we say in our household you can say goodbye but we say see you later so we'll see you later but let's sing this together i put my faith in jesus i
1: put my faith in jesus my anchor to
0: Big summer plant here, weekly block parties kick off right around the corner. It's gonna be some amazing things happening that I pray you lean into, and we'll be back. I won't be here, but we will, City Life, next Sunday, 10 a.m. and 1130. All races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're gonna keep loving this city one life at a time, and we won't stop until Jesus makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all. See you later.